podcast with Dan and Scott. Hottest golf podcast, whether you like it or not. Fresh from back in the day when they still played at the park. 7 a.m. PM special where they played after dark. From the birds to the focus to the losses and the win. Welcome podcast, patron to the show. Leave the pen, get busy golfing or get busy dying. Hottest golf podcast and I swear I ain't lying. Yeah. Leave the pen. Welcome back, podcast patrons, to Leave the Pin podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I got my ho- co-host, Scott. This is episode 201. We haven't done it in about five months, but we're back, baby. You know, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. We we hibernate, and then we come back, and we're better than ever. So I got my Pal- my Arnold Palmer here. I'm ready to go. Let's, let's talk some golf. All right, so I'm going to tell you this, Scott. Like, right off the bat, like, our hibernation is a complete reverse hibernation, right? Most people would be going into hibernation mode right now, especially us living in the Northeast. And let's kind of catch people back up. Um, it's been five months since we recorded, right? Why? I mean, because quite honestly, we do whatever the hell we want, and we're not mm-hmm. beholden to anybody. Um, but Scott and I are both teachers, and the end of the summer – is a very busy season coming back to work, me especially with with coaching golf, as most people know. Uh, but Scott and I are super busy in the summertime because that's kind of our free time, right? That's how we live as um, retired people, if you will, for three months out of the year. Well, I, I actually work during the summer now, but that it sucks. It, I know, but it's still it, there's still plenty of golf time, uh, especially. Again, I said it before, my, my private club does not get a ton of play. So for me to go out and play nine holes is uh, it's maybe an hour and a half process, sort of door to course to play to back to my car. Um, and that's not even playing quick. So, uh, you know, I, I really can't complain. All right, so let's let's kind of dive back a little bit, Scott. This episode is going to be all over the place. We're getting our feet wet again, right? We'll talk about a bunch of stuff. We're going to play a new game later on in the podcast. Um, but one of the things that <laughs> legit literally blew me away. So we have not recorded, um, you and I, for like six months, six and a half months. The last Leave the Pin podcast recording was with my buddy Alex Podliger from Pinehurst. Uh, that was, would you say, June 18th or something like that? June June 18th. Okay, June 18th, um, 2023. Literally the start of the summer. And, and quite honestly, uh, right after that happened, uh, I went on vacation. I was over in Europe uh, with my son, my youngest son, and then uh, came back, ton of golf tournaments for my oldest son, um, travel baseball, Another family vacation, college visits, the season starts up. You know, we're running hard all the way through literally the beginning of this week where we just finished up at State. So it's been a while since we recorded. But let me throw these numbers at you. First off, if people don't know, our original hosting site, Anchor, got bought out by Spotify, right? If someone wants to buy out this podcast and give us some money, contact Scott and I. Send us a DM on Instagram at Leave the Pim. Um, there's something called Spotify impressions, Scott. Have you heard of this? I, I haven't even really. I, so I did once Anchor got bought out by Spotify. I did, for work purposes, make a Spotify podcast account. Okay. Uh, and then I've done absolutely nothing with it. So okay. it exists. 
but it's not been accessed since the day I created it. So I'm not really even sure if I have a Spotify podcast account. I think I do. And I think that's when I try to log in in the beginning. It shows me we have, you know, no plays, no episodes, no audience, um, no background whatsoever. I got really worried over the summer one time when I tried to log in. I thought everything was lost. Uh, FYI, I had no idea Spotify even bought out Anchor. Didn't really affect me until I tried logging in. But I finally got the login. I got the password. Uh, again, Scott and I will sell that to you at a high price if you want. Um, but they have this thing, Scott, called Spotify Impressions. Uh, and they say that this is the number of times your show or any of your episodes were shown to anyone on Spotify over the last 30 days. Scott, true or false, we have been completely dormant over the last 30 days. Oh, completely true. Completely. You and I have barely spoke in the last 30 days. This is I, very true. We haven't spoken in person in months probably obviously we've texted but that's that's been about it yeah um and you know to say i have been busy um is is literally an understatement and i have gotten a ton of people that have messaged us uh through dms like hey you guys good i see you post but are you ever going to record again and that that really made me happy because people are still caring you said someone at work the guy um you know that the, the custodian who cleans the office up is uh he's a he's a big time fan and and he asked me all the time like ah what's going on with your podcast because he's a big golfer and he he actually he told me he's like sometimes like I'll go if I'm not playing with someone I, I you know I throw the headphones on and I listen to podcasts he's like yours is one of them so get going so oh, I love that what's his name Ed all right so big shout out to Ed uh not Fireman Ed right definitely not Fireman Ed okay that guy's Although, similar temperament. Okay. All right. All right. Um, big shout out to to our buddy Ed for listening. Uh, but yeah, so people have, you know, messaged and, and people have DM'd and I've spoken to people through text and stuff. And they're like, hey, did you guys like just up and quit? I'm like, nah, we do this every year. Like, well, this one seems a little bit longer than normal. I'm like, hey, it does. But it's literally only because, and like, I kid you not, people say all the time, you know, the, the more you're involved with golf, the less you play. And that couldn't be further from the truth for me. I mean, I went almost two months without playing a single round of golf because I was so caught up with coaching. Uh, and, and people that have followed along know that my oldest son, Lydon, uh, you know, did very well this year, had a real good year, uh, made it all the way through states. Um, the third golfer in school history to ever make it to states, uh, rebroke the scoring average record, uh, set the average, uh, set the scoring, um, record for lowest round ever in the school so yeah a, a good year he was, so, he was also the the local papers like athlete of the week like a yeah, couple you, times, yep, right? yep yeah he got that's that. not even like golfer of the week that's a straight up like yeah straight, yeah and and we live in uh well at least we compete in an, an enormous conference we have an 18 team conference that runs from uh bushkill pa all the way down through allentown any Billy Joe fans out there will know Allentown, but I mean, it, it literally makes up almost all of Northeast PA. It's enormous. So it was, it was a great run, but I found I had very little time for anything relating to the podcast as well as, as playing golf. So again, people have asked where you guys um, were back, but Scott, this is all to say that we have been completely dormant. Um, literally almost as if someone had come and offed us completely and killed us. Uh, the podcast was left for dead. With that being said, Scott, Spotify impressions. 
over the last 30 days, would you like to just harbor a guess at where we might be? So you, like a total number of like listens, like all like all podcasts or the across the board, all podcasts. Um, this is people sharing the podcast. This is people listening to the podcast, downloading the podcast. Last 30 days, haven't had a new episode in over six months, Scott. How many Spotify impressions did we have? I'm saying 50. <laughs> 50. Scott, if you were a gambling man, I'd take all your damn money. The number is 13,342. <laughs> hey, I don't know who you all are out there, but thanks. <laughs> I, I, Scott, I, I looked at it, and I'm looking, and I'm like, nah, it's got to be, this, this has to be maybe over the course of our entire podcast. <laughs> and it says last 30 days. I like, I, thank you. Like, what else can we say? Thank you. Big heartfelt thanks. I mean, that's, again, like, <laughs> I, I expect you to tell, like, uh, I'm like 50, and I expect you to tell me, like, no, it's like 500 or like 1,000. 13,000 is crazy. So 13,342. I just, uh, you know, you again. Know what? I, I, I do, I, in all honesty, not that I didn't already, but, like, that just, like, doubly reinvigorates me to do this. Yeah, I, look, I, I, I'm going to be completely honest. I told my wife today, I was like, you know, it's a Friday, right? So Friday's kind of a drag. We came back from the state championships Wednesday. So, you know, look, I'm dad and I'm coach. I, I was super stressed, not in a, in a bad way, but just, you know, you want to see your kid perform well. Um, you know, you, you want to see the effort that he puts in play out on the big stage. Um, and it did. I mean, he had college coaches following him uh, for the week. He ended up making the seventh highest total amount of birdies in the field. Like, it, you know, it just, it couldn't have been better. You know, I guess aside from winning the state championship, but he's not there yet. That's not his level yet. Um, so it was, it was, it was phenomenal. It was cool, but that's a lot. It's a lot of stress on the body. And then I come back and I got to work the next two days. But I told my wife this morning, I was like, I am so excited, you know, A, to get the podcast rolling again. Uh, B, talk to my best friend, you know, for an hour or whatever um, again. But and, and same thing, Scott. I saw those numbers and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like we are, you know, we could have disappeared off the, off the planet. Like we could have re-inhabited Mars or something. And, and there's 13,000 plus people downloading and listening like uh, you know i just i guess they're thirsting for it right yep uh, again so i actually same same conversation i you know i had my uh my wife and daughter at a, a birthday party tonight and when i was like oh what are you gonna do i was like oh dan and i are gonna record a podcast and she's like oh, i haven't heard that sentence in a long time <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, but like, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And she's like, no, I, I bet you are. So yeah, yeah I guess and now like, man, that's awesome. Yeah. I guess sometimes, you know, uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder when you're in the grind of doing it, you know, and it's like, okay, I got one Friday, then I got a guest coming on this day and then I got to upload it and all that stuff. Every once in a while you get to the point where you're like, ah, oh, this is, you know, it's, it's getting pretty laborious or something we don't get paid for, you know? But uh, it's definitely uh, it's a fun time. It's a fun time. Um, so let's get into it, Scott. Yeah. Give me 
the rundown, because you and I played golf this summer uh, at the old Playboy Club um, at what I mean can probably only be described as a shithole of a course. And uh, the second nine wasn't terrible. No, but uh, the infrastructure around it, Scott, was just, I mean, it was bad, man. I, I just feel like there there's, I, I'm just going to put it out there. Like, if you've ever played golf on a course that was like under an inch of water, you <laughs> you know what that round was like for me and Dan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had balls skimming across water in the fairway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely. And and there were there were shots that were like would have been perfectly good shots, but because of standing water, it's just like eh, all right. Well, guess I'm not hitting my second shot from that. Yeah, and I you know we'll just call it. We'll just say it's the old Playboy Club. I'm not going to name it by name. Uh, I, mean, I, no, I couldn't I, even tell you what the name of it is. I'm not going to lie. That's why I said that, Scott, because okay. I couldn't either. Uh, but you know, if a place is great. I want to give it some shine. I want to give it some praise. If it's not so great, let's just leave it at that. If it was a course in Jersey, you can probably find it. If you want to do some research, um, you know what? I, I'd highly recommend maybe never playing it. And, and if you do play it, maybe don't play it any time. It's been within about 30 days of rain. That, that's probably accurate. Like, it would not be good to, tomorrow. I'm, I'm assuming it's raining there because it's pouring here. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go with it has seen some water. So you're probably going to shut that place down until at least Halloween, if not better. We've got we've got nothing going on here. We're actually um, tomorrow, Scott, maybe I'll, I'll post some stuff on Instagram. We're actually going to um, the Landmark Conference, which is Division Three, the Landmark Conference uh, Fall Golf Championships. Uh, one of my um, old kids that I coached against, one of Lies buddies. Great kid, Will Evers, listens to the podcast, follows along on Instagram, plays for Lycoming. He's their top golfer. Um, so him and one other kid for the team qualified. So we're going to head out to Shawnee in uh, – Shawnee hosted oh, yeah. like the 19, 1934, something like that, PGA Championship, something a while ago. Jackie Gleason used to play there, all this stuff. Great course. Um, you know, they're going to tip it out. If I recall correctly, that was the, the home course of the East Strasburg Golf Club. Yeah, that our golf team. You are correct, and you benefited from that from some five dollar rounds there. Yes, I was gonna say I was a a member of That's, said team despite not attending said college. Well, you know, I mean, sometimes Scott, it's about who you know and not what you know. Exactly. So we're gonna go to Shawnee tomorrow. We're gonna watch him play. They're gonna tip it out somewhere about seven thousand yards. Uh, so it'll be cool to see that level of collegiate golfer. Um, pretty competitive. Division three conference. Um, and what's nice is a lot of the kids that I've coached against in high school now, you know, have infiltrated the ranks of that that conference there. So it's supposed to be an awful day. You know, 50 percent chance of rain, 25 mile an hour winds, 40 mile an hour gusts and a high of about 55. So for everyone mm -hmm. listening to the south or out west that, you know, hears those numbers and says, well, why wouldn't you be inside all day? Well, Unfortunately, it's one of the things us Northeast golfers have to deal with, and uh, we've got to play in those conditions if we want to continue to play for as long as we can. Now, Scott, that's, let me. That's the that's the downside. You got sometimes you got to play in some weather. Yeah, yeah. Um, so tell me about your golf this summer. I mean, because aside from you and I golfing together once, um, 
you know, and people know that you're notoriously known for having long stretches without playing golf. Did you get out much? Did you go to different courses? Was it just your home course? Uh, what was so, the vibe like for you this summer and fall? So other than wherever, Playboy Golf Club, um, uh, the only course I played was my my home course. Uh, shout out to Henry. If I Assuming you're still listening, if all those other people are. Um, who I, I honestly did not see at all. I saw other people, other people who worked in the pro shop this summer. Um, but uh, yeah, Southern Duchess was my my home course all summer, and I would say, uh, it, on an average, two nine hole rounds a week. Okay. So, so yeah, no, no, I, I actually, unless we were away, it was, you know, I, I pretty much Mondays and Fridays. Nice. I mean, that's uh, uh, from where you were. That is, you know, a big uptick in the amount of golf being played. Yep. And I, I, I ended up I I uh, at the beginning of the summer, I kind of felt like I, I needed to go get myself refit because the last time I got closed, probably like five years ago. OK. Um, you know, obviously five years older, body changed a little bit. Um, felt like I wasn't really getting the, I would say, forgiveness that I needed, um, and thus that was kill- costing distance. So a little bit of a little bit of a switch, and that that's been good too. So, so do we have new clubs since I saw you last? No, no, no. Those. Oh, clubs, those. Oh, yeah, I, that's right. That Dude, was the I'm first sorry. round I played with those clubs. Yes, and look, look, people, for real, like this is how long ago it's been since Scott and I played golf. That's right. I remember you saying, "I got that. I picked these up yesterday. I'm playing with them today." Okay, there we go. Yeah. All so right, very that was, cool. uh, that was, you know, that was the the summer of golf. So the one thing that's really sort of unfortunate. Um, what and not unfortunate, just kind of never worked out. But my daughter at this point is, I think, legitimately into trying to learn how to play. Very cool. Um, and we can't seem to find a time to get her out to the course to get a lesson because she needs someone other than me giving her the giving giving her ideas about what to do. Right. Right. Yeah. That's. Uh, I tell you what. That is. Uh probably for parents of golfers out there uh, that might also be their swim swing coaches probably one of the hardest things you know yeah. to do is to be dad or mom <clears throat> you know parent guardian whatever um and then also be th- the swing coach uh i just know from personal experience lion i've butted heads so many times uh and you know i want to grab him on the neck sometimes if he's like why will you not just listen or do what i'm saying because what you are doing is not working, but I understand that's part of the process of his growth, mm. realizing that, okay, I need to try it my way first to see that it's not going to work in order to validate, you know, dad slash coach's way of doing it. Right. And, and for her, it's, you know, she's obviously new to it. I'm not like a thousand percent sure when I'm trying to tell her. So sometimes she doesn't really get it, but right. I will say she, she, I bought two sets of golf clubs. I bought my own and I bought her a junior set. So she earned it and, you know, nothing, nothing spectacular, but they're there. So nice. Yeah. I like we'll that. get there like eventually. Nice. I actually just played golf uh, today. Um, now that States are over mm. and we've got time, 
um, you know, the whole family went out to states, including the pup. <clears throat> so it was a great experience. And when we were out there, I think it opened up Drew's eyes, my youngest, to, you know, what he might be capable of on the golf course. Because, you know, he's been to tournaments and watched live play before, and he's played in tournaments before. But the way that the PIAA, Pennsylvania Interscholastic Athletic Association, set up the tournament at Penn State uh, was just phenomenal. Roped off putting green, you know, uh, access to only the coaches and athletes on the range. You know, you needed uh, validation, get past the people on the range. Um, announcement on the first tee of, you know, name and where you're playing out of and district and high school. Um, the amount of people following, the amount of college coaches out there following, uh, the, the signage everywhere and the course conditions was just absolutely phenomenal. I think it kind of opened his eyes. So the last few days, I mean, literally the day we got back from States, the boys went out and played. I played with them today, you know, at our goat track, Indian Mountain, Indian Mountain Country Club. And uh, and it was phenomenal. You know, it was it was gorgeous. It was like 65 degrees. Um, mm. Wearing my new Swanee's pullover jacket, which is phenomenal. And Scott, I felt like I played like crap. I mean, again, this is probably the second nine holes I've played in two months. Um I made three birdies today, started off with a triple on number one, and shot 38. I mean, one is tripleable. So one is quadruple, quintupleable, septupleable. It's yeah, it's stupid. I hit one in the woods, it dropped, hit one into the trap, bladed that, you know, I'm I'm back ping ponging back and forth. Um, but dude, I would have I would have thought I shot 50 with the way I swung, you know? Hmm. And that's golf. Sometimes that happens. True. But also familiarity helps. So kind of know where to miss. And Yeah, very true. Very true. Um, but mentioning going to States and mentioning all the people that were out there, you hear conversations on the side as you're, you know, walking. And, and look, sport parents are lunatics, right? So if you're listening, you've got a kid like and you think, at seven or eight year old, seven or eight years old, excuse me, your kid's gonna be, you know, a division one athlete or they're gonna go pro and something. I'm just gonna tell you right now, they're not. Like, save your time. Um, I can't tell you how many parents throughout the boys' junior career in any sport thought that their kid was going to be, you know, all league and all state, blah, blah. blah. They're they're not. You know what I mean? Like they're playing varsity as a junior on a crappy team, they suck, right? But I heard a bunch of parents, Scott, when we were out there saying about their own kids now. Like, I would so hit that within 10 feet. I would so split this fairway when their kid would miss a fairway. I'd bomb it 300. Now, mind you, the whole tournament was played in sub-50 degree weather, wind, and rain, right? I'm looking at it going, Jesus, these kids in high school are playing a course, you know, whatever it was, 65-5 or something like that. And and rifling drives and draining putts on these fast greens and playing the wind. Like, it was mind-blowing to me. And it got me thinking. And I want to discuss this point on the pod tonight. Got me thinking this, Scott. You always hear about, during the Olympics, there's always a meme that says, how great would it be if we took an average person and stuck him in the pool with Michael Phelps? Right? So you could see what it was like against an average person. Now, Golf Digest used to do this for the U.S. Open. Can you break 100? 
I think at every single tour event, whether it's you know fake live or PGA or Corn Ferry or DP World Tour, whatever, you have a lotto, you have an established handicap, right? So they know you're an actual golfer. You you enter the lotto, and you're allowed to play in a practice round with one pro. What's your score? Televise it, put it on YouTube. What do you think, Scott? Am I genius? I I think you are a genius. I, to be honest with you, what they really should do, just even not not even go that far. Let the, whoever the head pro is be in the field. Okay, some head pros though are legit. That's okay. You know, like some some are really good. I want to see someone suffer a little bit. I. Let the head pro and whoever the the club champ is. I like that. I like that. Because if some of like, if you want to take it back, don't even go with like the the championship flight. Go with like the B flight guy. Yeah, yeah. We 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 need. Here here's the thing. We get real desensitized when we're watching professional sports, right? When we're sitting at home on our couch. And you're watching an NFL game and you see a 350-pound monster make a cut and sack a guy or blow a guy up on the offensive line. And we just kind of take it for granted and say, oh, I'm a big dude. I could do that. Right? But then sometimes when you get there in person, you're like, damn, did you see the size of that wide receiver? That gives you a little glimpse of you can't do that. Right? You can't do what they do. But I feel like giving an actual golfer, you know, the same tees, everything across the board. Give him a caddy. Hell, give him a professional caddy, if you will, right? Um, I just, I, I, I want people to see how good the talent is in golf. I mean, all the way down through the collegiate level. Oh, com- Completely. I actually, it's probably going back like six years. I played nine holes with a kid from, from the University of Virginia golf team. Um, I was down, down, down in Virginia for a wedding, and I had some time in the morning, and I got, you know, I went out kind of early, and um, the pro's like, hey, man, like, you play quick? I'm like, yeah, I play pretty quick. He's like, I'm going to put you out there with this kid. He's really good, but you got to play quick. I'm like, all right, cool. And I start talking to the kid and he was, he was on the, the UVA golf team. And um, that first thing I get, we got first, he's like, yo man, you play quick. I'm like, listen, if I'm not playing quick enough for you, you let me know. I'll pick a ball up. And he's like, all right, all right, cool. And we got like a couple holes in. He's like, he's like, man, you, you do play quick. He's like, you know, like, here's a couple tips that, like, it's true. But... He's like, you move. He's like, you move for an old guy. I'm like, uh, thanks. <laughs> Love that backhanded compliment, bud. Appreciate it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's a different level, dude. Like, yep. they're just they're absolute sticks. Uh, um, I, you know, I, I'm gonna talk about it a ton because I'm not gonna mention it on any other podcast after this. But we're at states the second day. Um. Going into the second day, and Lai wanted some more range time. Wasn't happy with his swing the first day. Okay, cool. So get him on the range. Get him dialed in. There's a kid next to us 
full Penn State gear, um, hoodie, cap, but his bag is not a Penn State bag. So the other coach and I are talking, and we're saying, you know what? Like this is this can't be a high school kid. There's no way. Like he this is a grown man. Um, so he goes, I'm gonna go up to him. So he goes up to him and say, hey man, like I, I'm seeing you strike the ball. Like you can just absolutely flush it. You play for the team here. Kid laughed at him. He goes, play for the team here. He goes, hell no. He's like, I got no shot in the hell of making this team whatsoever. He's like, I'm on the club team. He said, you know, that's why I don't have the Penn State bag. Only, only the team gets it. Um, he goes, yeah, I play on the club team. He's like, I'm the, I'm the fifth or sixth guy at, at some club matches. Um, this is a kid who, you know, told us through high school he was, you know, low single-digit handicap. Um, you know, he was from, uh, say, New Jersey and made it to States one time. But came to Penn State for academics, heard they had a club team, and, and played on it. Like, it's it's unreal, dude. It's unreal the level of, you know, even a D3, like I said before. But a D1 golfer and anything above that is absolutely astronomical. And, Scott, I'm going to tell you what. The high school kids played from tees that you and I would never touch. Okay? We would not play there. And then, on most holes, the black tees – the collegiate tees, the Penn State tees, the Nittany Lion tees were 40 to 60 yards back from where the high school kids teed off, which is 70 yards back from where you and I would tee off. So I, there's um, there's a, a, a one of the – no, it's the, it is. It's the Trump course. The Trump course that's like five minutes from my house up here. Okay. Um, they, they have – a set of tees that are like the like pro tees and one time my uh the guy I used to play there with this guy al he's like let's go check out the the, the gold tees on whatever hole i remember al oh yeah, yeah. okay that's yeah. right yeah you met al. so like we 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 ride the cart up there and i'm just like what like where are we going he's like yeah no there's tees for the third hole all the way up here and it's probably a good like 120 yards back from the tips that we were playing from. Just like this is crazy. I'm like, how do you even? He's like the he's like the pros aren't even thinking about it. They're just hitting the yeah. ball. He's yeah. like he's like these are just here in case we decide to ha- like have a PGA tournament up here. Yep. I'm like um, I played Pinehurst number two. Uh, one of the times with Zane, Zane Lewis, mm-hmm. who, uh, who is actually now the head coach at Fayetteville State University Golf. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, shout out my boy Zane. Doing, and doing great out there. So he told me the story about him and his brother. He said his brother was, was emphatically a better golfer than him, just did not work as hard as him. So on his dad's wedding day, his dad got remarried. On his dad's wedding day in the morning, they played Pinehurst number two. Him and his brother wanted to play from the U.S. Open tees. Now, the U.S. Open tees, Scott, are not are not open at Pinehurst number two. You can't play there, but there's markers. So if you know where to look and you know where to go from each hole, you can play the U.S. Open tees there by teeing up at those markers. Um, not on par threes because you don't want to make divots in places, right? But on all the other holes. And yeah, it makes sense they wouldn't maintain a tee there. Yeah, exactly. Um, some of these, Scott, are like they don't even look like they're on the same hole as the hole you're playing. So on one, he said, hey, man, I'm going to stop at the U.S. Open tee. This is one of the par fives. U.S. Open played like 660 or something like that. He goes, you go walk up 
to where we're playing from, which, you know, he played with us on the white tees. Normally, he'd play back further. Scott, legit, no joke, 170 yards, and I couldn't even see him back there. Yeah. It's just insane. And, and the, you know, what, what I don't get either is this. And, and this is what, like, makes pro golf so amazing to me. Um, you know, and I'm not a slouch golfer at all. I'm not good, but I'm not a slouch. Um, what, what makes it amazing to me is the ability to be so dialed in to a target that is so far away from you. Like, I feel if I have 50, 75 yards, I can get it probably somewhere pretty near the pin. But I, I can't imagine that at 220 or, you know, or 240, some of these par threes are playing out on tour at the Ryder Cup. It's just insanity to me. Right. But it, yeah, you know, it, that, it's a different, we've said it before. It's I know. It's a different game for those people. I know. Well, that's why we do this and they and they do that. Yeah. Um, every once in a while on the pod, Scott, I think we're going to start bringing up some some news articles that are just like complete, I mean, what I would think would be like complete BS. Sometimes golfers just talk out their ass and really don't know what they're saying. I'm going to give you a quote from Bubba. You remember Bubba, Scott? Uh, I do. Actually, we were watching something. I wasn't really watching it. It was on. Something on the CW the other day. Well, and you're I, one of the few people that gets the CW. Uh, yeah. And I was, so I was reading something on my phone, and I, I heard it, like someone talking about golf. So I looked up, and I was like, is that Bubba Watson? And it was. He was talking about whatever live golf tournament is going on this weekend. So I, I guess uh, I guess they're in Jeddah, or they're somewhere over there. I'm not sure, honestly. So they're in Miami, but I'm not. Okay. I mean, hundred percent sure. Hey, if they're in they Jeddah, they're in their like championship right. that they play at Doral. Okay, or, okay. So maybe you're right. Okay, sorry. This came from when they were in Jeddah. This quote. My bad. Gotcha. All right. So Bubba, you tell me if this is complete bunk or what Bubba says uh anywhere from 10 to 20 people that's a big range Scott 10 to 20 people anywhere from 10 to 20 people have asked to buy the range goats there's 20 people out there Scott that want to buy his team he says there were three in Singapore and then after Singapore the floodgates opened there was even more he said there's been talk this week I met with people this week yeah there's quite a few Scott, do you think there are between 10 and 20 individuals or groups that want to buy the range goats? I, I don't get what you're buying. But Scott, you're buying the range goats. No, I understand that. So, like, here's the thing. Like, <laughs> like, if you buy, like, a professional sports franchise. Right. In every, almost any other sport, like, you, you have a, a home game. Right. Because it's real. Well, golf is real, but yeah, like, but this isn't real. I understand that. <laughs> Scott, I mean, they I, have I some guess of if the you take like, the F one model, like the, the racing model, like where you're you're sponsoring this car, but that that car's on the screen for hours while it rides around in a circle. Uh, you know, that's a great point, Scott. Yeah, That's but here's the thing. Point. You can't put a logo the size that you can put on a, a NASCAR on the back of Bubba Watson. See, see, I think – so what I think they're buying technically is the name slash the logo. 
because Liv is supposedly relegating people here and there. Um, Chase Kepka got relegated. Yep, yep. So so maybe you're buying Bubba as the as the you know mouthpiece, the Range Goat logo, and I, I think they're pink, pink and black maybe. Uh, and and you're buying the color scheme. There's been valuations of some of these teams at, you know, p- again, I think it's complete BS, you know, at $55, 75000000 million. I, I just, if, if I own a big company, okay, let's take Major League Baseball, for example. Some Major League Baseball teams have implemented a small patch, some a rather large patch mm-hmm. on the non-throwing arm of players. So when you bat, it's the one facing the pitcher, which faces the camera. So if I'm a righty, it's on my left arm. I guess if you own a big company and you purchase the Range Goats, that you then may put your company's logo on the shirt of everybody, maybe on the hats. But I thought the whole thing with Liv was the fact that they were going for logos like teams and not so much advertisements like the PGA Tour. I, I guess. I, I mean. Is Bubba getting I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. First Bubba, of all, I, I Bubba, feel Bubba like. Bubba makes it seem like he's selling them at a yard sale. Yeah, well, that too. I So first of all, like valuation of things, like I don't know where that comes from, but. Based no, I upon, think it's fake. Based, yeah, but, but so based upon the fact that we got, uh, you know, thirteen thousand interactions in the last thirty days, uh, for doing absolutely nothing. Nothing. I feel like this podcast is worth thirteen million dollars. I wish Scott someone would give us six and a half mil each, and I would ride off into the sunset and play I'd, golf. I'd take. I'd take. I'd take fifty bucks each. <laughs> I was gonna say I take thirteen hundred bucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, obviously. Uh, you, so, you want the logo? You want the ability to create your own leave the pin podcast? Hey, have at it, baby. So, so there's that. Thing number two, and this is uh, I'm I am totally gonna quote Tyler the Creator on this. The best <laughs> thing about these logos is that somebody who's a graphic designer got paid for this garbage. Yes. Now, I will say, the Range Goats, I believe, and I don't follow, I'm going to be honest, but I believe is the only one that got repurposed. They used to be a different team. And then Bubba became the captain. He likes the pink shaft. He likes candy. He said, I want to make it cotton candy. So he had some insight. He had some play with it. And they changed it to the Range Goats. And I think it's clever. I think it's cool. I think the the four aces is a good name as well. Um, you know, it, it it brings up connotations of Vegas and gambling, which Phil loves to do. Um, well, that's not Phil's team, though. Oh, it's not. No, he, Phil's team is the high flyers. High rollers. Uh, yeah. Um, which the logo should be Phil doing his, like, four-inch vertical. Yes. But uh, it's not. The four aces one is okay, I suppose, if you like the University of Alabama. Or the Atlanta um, Braves. Or the Atlanta Braves. Yep. I, it's again, it's it that one's not offensive. Well, I mean, I think it is offensive because they literally stole the, the logo of two major programs. Yeah. 
kind of. Um, yeah. I, again, if you've really looked at some of these, they're 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 pretty bad. Like it, I, I'm just saying that I I think it's BS. I I think that Bubba's trying to hype up his team, inflate the value, if you will, through his social media. I really truly don't believe that there's 20 multi-millionaires out there that think purchasing the range goats would be a good way to diversify their portfolio. I I can't imagine anyone who has that much money thinks that that's a good investment. I I, I tend to agree. Scott, we're going to play a new game. All right. When this when this episode drops, I'm going to link it to our Instagram account and the people can play along on screen. So if you're listening right now, what I want you to do is go to our Instagram story. okay? and you're going to see a picture of a golfer. The name of this game, Scott, is who the hell is that? Okay. and before we do that, Scott, I want to shout out the new sponsor of the podcast, Swanee's. Swanee's Golf, um, we, we came to this great collaborative effort. They sent me some fantastic gear. I'm wearing one right now. Um, How did you pull that off? Uh, Scott, look, man. So look, I'm going to you know, – first of all, this is the first I'm hearing of this. Yes. I'm going to tell you right now, I have two pairs of Swanee's joggers Come that on. I got in like some golf box I was getting for a while. Yes. They are by far my favorite like – pants of any variety phenomenal look i i i i was in touch with Allie, who's like their social media director spells her name the same name as my wife ali it's very coincidental um great great woman we we hit it off we are you know messaging back and forth um recorded an ad which you'll hear throughout this podcast and future podcasts and scott you know the story of king midas everything you touch turns to gold that's kind of me uh, Rich from Gas House says it all the time. You know, any anything that I that I touch turns to gold. That's the King Midas syndrome. So, all since we've been in fourth grade, that's the case. So. Yes, and and FYI, Scott and I have known each other longer than that. It's going on forty years now. Not to date ourselves. All right, met in kindergarten, but uh, so so we we work it out. Everything's great. Um, you know, I knew this stuff was nice. I I like. Here's what I love. If you like bold, brash styles, they have it. If you like muted colors, they have it. Um, their hoodies, Scott, like I got to tell you, I, I'm the biggest hoodie fan in the world, especially on the golf course. They're phenomenal. They're friggin' phenomenal. What I didn't expect was the quality to be what it is. I'm not going to lie. Like I, you know, I thought, oh, okay, you know, these fly-by-night golf brands that come and go, you see them on the internet and stuff like that. Okay. You know, it's it's half-ass made and whatever. No way. Like this, it it is. I will put our name on it. All of our episodes, all of our listeners, all of our Instagram followers on this. It's ridiculous. It is so good. And Scott, we've got a code. Leave the pin twenty-five. Leave the pin two-five, and you are saving twenty-five percent off. Scott, you're paying seventy-five percent of the online cost. For this gear, which should be valued even higher. You want to talk about valuations? They should be charging double as much. Again, people, you can believe this or not. I did not know about that until just now. And like I said, that it, the that gear is some of my favorite. 
now that I know I have a discount, I will be definitely making some purchases. And here's what I did. A lot of times you get a discount code from a company, right? You go to check it online and it doesn't work, right? And then the company just figures, you know what? They're going to purchase it anyway. Who cares if it's 10% off? This isn't five. It's not 10. It's not 15. Scott. It's got it's 25% off. Use the code, leave the pin 25. It works. I put a hoodie in today. I did the code. It gave me $16.80 off. I purchased it. It's coming. Got a new hoodie coming. Simple as that. So you want to look good out there, especially for our Northeast people with the fall coming around. This is what you need. I lost track, Scott, because I got so hyped talking about Swannies. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, oh, go to swannies.co, swannies.co, or on Instagram at swannies. You know, just start typing in. We'll, we tag them in all the stories, stuff like that. You'll see. Okay. It's easy to get to. Uh, but great stuff. Leave the pin 25 as the code. So we're going to start a new game, Scott. It's called Who the Hell is That? Because I'm watching some golf on TV, which I haven't in a while, I'm not going to lie. And there's always that mantra of like golfers are boring people, right? Let me tell you what. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Aside from what Tiger looks like or Brooks or Rory or JT or Jordan Speed, it's hard to pick a professional golfer out of a lineup. I don't care how into golf you are. So our new game is who the hell is that? We're going to put it on the Instagram story. We're going to give you four or five choices. You try to guess who that is. Scott, you are going to do this live on the podcast right now. I'm going to give you a picture. I'm going to give you five. I'm even going to let you choose five names, multiple choice. Make it easier, Scott. You got a 20% chance of just straight up guessing who this person is. But first, what I would like you to do is try to guess who this golfer is um, before I give you the name. Are you ready? I'm going to hold it up to the screen. Can I now. get a clue? I'll give you a clue. Got he, plays, he plays in Live Golf. Yep. Okay. Um, I, that's all I can give you right now before yeah, you start guessing. So that is the, the Fireballs, which I believe okay. are, are uh, it's Sergio Garcia's team, I believe. Okay. Well, it's not Sergio Garcia. No, it's definitely not Sergio Garcia. Nope. Um, I'm gonna harbor any guesses before I give you multiple choice. I, I, I honestly, I think I know who it is. I did I, pick a semi easy one to start with. I, that that person. Do you want me to say it or? I, I, uh, yeah, yeah. Because at this point in time, people have gone to Instagram story and they will have voted who it is and see if they're right or wrong yet. Uh, is that Abraham Anson? Oh, Scott, oh, I, you're the man, dog. You're the okay. man. Good job. Good job. Now, so I, the the Sergio Garcia team is all Latino, South American, and it's and all Mexico, Hispanic yep. origin. Yes, yes. which yes. again is not the same, but for purposes of live golf, it, it's close enough. Hey, that's very good deductive reasoning, Scott. On a Friday night, as we record this, mm. I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty pumped. I, I I didn't want to make it too difficult right off the bat. You know, we don't want to have something crazy, but as we start getting into corn ferry tour guys or low level PGO tour guys or guys that got relegated from live, you know, forget it. You, well, you're not going to get them. You don't have, you only, it's only the one, right? You're not yeah, it's only more than one. Yeah, okay. I didn't, I just got, come on. You know how we do research for this podcast. Come on. It's all good. It's all <laughs> you're lucky good. I took a screenshot of that guy. <laughs> um, 
All right. So what do you, what do you got coming up with golf? Is there anything coming up with golf before we wrap up, you know, this episode? Um, I do. I, so veterans we're off on the November 10th for veterans day. Okay. Um, and that by my daughter already has planned out as a, we should go to the golf course day. That's fantastic. So unless something changes, which it most likely will, um, that's her plan. So I'm perfectly down with taking her to the golf course and letting her drive a cart around and playing caddy for me. Very nice. Very nice. Um, I've got nothing but, you know, some rounds at Indian Mountain coming up and then uh, a little bit less than a month back down to Pinehurst for 10 days for Thanksgiving. That is a, that's a, a really good like family tradition that you've established. So I, I like it. I'm not going to lie. And uh, you know, what's nice is, and we'll do a recap part of that, obviously, like we do every year, but uh, you know, we've all kind of found our little niche down there. You know, there's like, this is one thing each of us likes to do when we're down there. Um, I'm not going to spoil it yet. Cause I know he'll listen, but I believe there might be a special round in the works for lie for advancing to the state finals um you know a little uh a little job well done kid uh, at a, at a mm-hmm. course that is not associated with the resort ah interesting uh and i can spill the beans on this one scott uh minus touch again we are going to go on a nice little private tour of uh the new usga house as well as the world golf hall of fame which is not even going to be open to the employees down there until December 4th. So mm. we will give you some inside access before the people that actually get paid to go there are there. Now, are they moving the World Golf Hall of Fame from Jacksonville up there? Okay. Yes, they are. And, and Scott, thank God. Have you been there in Jacksonville? I have not. Okay. Well, you never should. No one should ever go. I love golf. You and I love golf more than even the the diehard golfer. Um, and and I would not recommend that place to a single person, maybe my worst enemy. Mm. It is the worst conglomeration of uh, kitschy 70s Florida, um, a bunch of I don't give an F about a sport Hall of Fame, and uh, just... You know what? It, it kind of reminds me of the rundown Playboy Club. Hmm. Yeah, kind of, uh, kind of like that. Dilapidated, falling apart. It's like, uh, you know, it's like a girl you thought was cute in high school. You saw her mm. forty years later or twenty years later, and you said, "God damn, what happened to you?" I did. Um, as a side note, just for everyone who's listening, everyone knows I'm a huge Disney guy. If you've yeah. listened before, if not. I'm a huge Disney guy. And uh, one of the days we were down in Disney World this, this summer, I um, I took a little bit of time while my wife and daughter were at the pool or something, and I took a drive to one of the golf courses pro shops. Okay. I one of the Disney courses. Disney golf, Disney golf merch, which is cool. Yeah. And then um, like on, on my way out, I'm like, you know, I'm going to go like peek through the locker room because I've never seen the locker room here. And they have one of the lockers like kind of set up as a – a shrine to Arnold Palmer. It's kind of hard <laughs> to see from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, they're cool. run by like Arnold Palmer Golf. So it again, like, kind of like, and I, I just 
randomly like i'm gonna poke my head through this door and see what's here and like i didn't know it was there and there's this like little locker shrine to arnold palmer which is pretty cool that that's pretty neat and as this podcast goes we just go off on tangents another arnold palmer aside if you will um arnold palmer was a two-time pennsylvania state golf champion that makes sense we got the uh you know they give each player and coach the magazine for the week right and uh, it has the list of you know everyone that qualified for the state championships this year and their hometown and high school and all that stuff and grade and stuff like that and then it has a list of former champions yeah it's it's crazy jim furick arnold palmer twice um there were about four or yeah, five jim guys scranton guy right uh no he's pittsburgh guy just like oh, arnold. pittsburgh pittsburgh okay. um scranton was uh um oh god the guy from the corn ferry tour that's on the pga tour now uh yeah oh whoever it is gosh you know maybe that guy will be a subject to who the yeah, hell maybe he should be uh god that's horrible i literally just saw him on the tv because they had a pro-am to raise money up at country club of scranton last week or two weeks ago and he was all over the tv maybe his name's kevin maybe it's not who knows i don't know i could probably look it up right now but you know what that'll uh, mess i'm, up I'm working on it yeah yeah, um, he he was the guy that there was a um, there was a uh, a gentleman with Down syndrome that screamed in his backstroke while he was putting, caused him to miss his tour card, and then mm-hmm. he met with the guy, you know, gave him a big hug and said, "Dude, it's okay. Like, don't worry about it. the guy." And the guy himself was like all shaken up because of it, and then he got back on tour the next year. So that would be Brandon Matthews. That's it. Brandon Matthews. Definitely not Kevin. No, uh, definitely not Kevin. Uh, Brandon Matthews is currently um, 193rd in the FedEx Cup rankings. There you go. B-Man. Um, but he made he made seven cuts out of 33 yeah, yeah. events and made 300 grand, had one top 10. And, um, Yeah. Yeah, he's a Northeast PA boy through and through. Yeah, Brandon yeah. Matthews, future subject of who the hell is that? <laughs> I said, there's, there's no way if you saw his picture, you would associate him with being Brandon Matthews. No, not at all. Not at he's all. Just an average looking dude. That's it. That's it. All right, Scott, are we got anything else for the people? Nope. Thanks for listening, though. Even though uh, we we disappeared, but yeah, glad you didn't. Can't can't wait to see who. Yeah, the right thing. That's a hey. That's a great line. Glad you, you know didn't disappear. Really we did. Sad is if we do this like consistently for the next thirty days, and then like that number goes down. Yeah, as <laughs> probably out of luck. <laughs> you know, hey, this is like the the old like professional wrestling thing. Like no one cares about you when you're wrestling day in and day out, but when you go away for six months with an injury. And then you come back at a pay-per-view, everybody cares. In the immortal words of myself, this is a pay-per-view? So either get busy golfing or get busy dying. See y'all later. Swannies is here with a fresh take. Performance-based materials are given these days. But if you're looking for the stretchiest and most lightweight pieces that deliver a look that says I'm here for a good time, take a walk on the Swanee side. With fabric sourced from recycled plastics and design sourced from our very own Weekend Warriors, 
Swannies is looking out for both our planet and those that need a little style to boost their drive another 15 yards. Premium looks from top to bottom at swannies.com. Podcast patrons, Leave the Pin Podcast is super stoked to have Gas House Golf as their official clothing sponsor for the podcast. Go to gashousegolf.com, find them on all forms of social media at Gas House Golf. Gas House makes affordable, eye-catching, one-of-a-kind polos that help you stand out from the crowd. Why spend $75, $100, or even more on polos that make you look like everybody else when you can get one at an affordable price from Gas House Golf? Hit the ball a mile and look damn good doing it.